Chicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Fit Chicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss expert program. You can download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Happy almost New Year! <laughs> it's New Year's Eve right now. Oh my God! The beginning of a new decade is around new, the corner. It's crazy. It's a new decade. So, welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are doing kind of a year in review, which mm -hmm. I think we do every year and I like it. <laughs> I think it's going to be really fun. Um, we either do a year in review or we talk about setting up for the year ahead. But I think one thing that a lot of people tend to not do is look back at what has happened that year, the all the good stuff, but also the lessons, because this is where we learn the most is from the things that didn't go right. And I think that when we look at a year in review, it's awesome to, again, like celebrate all of those things, but also look at where we want to improve in the year coming. And this mm -hmm. is something also that um, Marie Forleo does, who I love Marie Forleo, who's um, a business uh, coach. She's got Marie TV and a lot of really great resources. Check her out if you love business stuff. Um, and But she does a, a whole year in review and working on kind of how to dissect that information and break it down. Mm -hmm. So we're going to share with you guys kind of our year in review from some different areas, personally, professionally, and um, hopefully you guys can do the same. So if you want to write down the same things, we're going to go through kind of five highlights, five topics, and you can write them down as well and then put down what yours are personally and professionally. The one thing too, I always find is I love doing a personal and a professional. I do this too. Whenever I do like a vision board, I will always split it in half and I do my personal and my professional because even though they like cross over, I find that for me, it's like I go into a different brain when I'm in. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. I think, I think it's natural to go into a different brain because it's like, personally you're going like they do cross over because you're like okay personally I want to do I want to travel more well then professionally I need to be earning more revenue to be I need to be working more I need to be getting a new client or I need to be doing this or that like they're going to cross over in some ways but it's just like it and also you have to make sure that they align because if they don't align if you're like I want to travel more but I also want to open up a studio then exactly. that's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. And I also find for someone like me, because my motivator, so I'm an Enneagram, we're going to talk about the Enneagram on a future podcast, but I'm an Enneagram three, which my whole motivator is being productive, feeling mm -hmm. worthy. So everything for me, I feel my best when I'm doing things. So like I tend to push over more into like the professional side and then my personal life suffers in certain things that I want to create because I forget about them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm just so on this, in this place that I'm like, oh, so it's good to do the both. And like Amanda said, make them align, but make sure that you're giving the same like love to both areas. 
Mm -hmm. Um, okay, Funny, that's so, actually one of my things I'm going to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. So let's start off with, we're going to talk about our biggest, let's start on a positive, our yeah. biggest celebration professionally and personally for this year. So what is your biggest celebration professionally? Um, so professionally, I have two. I have two things and they're not necessarily about me specifically because I don't think that professionally, I don't think of our business as about me. Like I think of it as like about us as a whole and I like to think of it. So professionally, I think two of the things that I want to celebrate the most for this past year is just seeing the, um, like seeing more people doing really great things in this world that have been graduates of our program. I live vicariously through that in a lot of ways and they share them with me. For example, we have one of our students who's graduating who used to be an addict. She's a recovering um, alcoholic and she is starting a program specifically for um, alcohol abuse and addiction abuse in her um, in her city and she has like this whole rehab center she's building and it's being, she just messaged me recently and it's like, she's actually being supported by her city and all these other pieces that are coming together that are helping her create this huge platform for people. And seeing that, knowing that like the reason why she took that step was because she got her certification and it was like, it encouraged her to keep moving forward and inspired her to be able to help other people using health as a tool makes me so proud. And it makes me so excited. Well, so and that's, I think that's something yeah. too. And I mean, I definitely agree with that. Like in the sense of that's one of mine as well. Like on, I think when we first started our certification programs, we didn't realize the impact of not only what they would have on these women and on the world, but on us. Mm -hmm. I think it was more like, we we're like, okay, we want to help women become fitness instructors and do what we did because it's so fun and we loved it and you help people. And, and then suddenly it's like, you see these women who are doing things that, you know, my mind never even went to, like you said, working with um, addictions, working with, so one of our other students, she also ended up creating a whole program for military families, yeah. which, you know, she's moved around so much in health and fitness and building community was such a huge part of keeping her happy that she's helping other military families, which is so yeah. like, it's insane. We have other women who are now like writing health, like, um, like health magazines. So like, there's so many things that have just like, it's become so much more than just a fitness class and also seeing the changes in these women. Like it just blows my mind how totally. amazing they are and the amazing yeah. things they're doing. Yeah. And even for the ones that are just graduating or that are even just in the program and just seeing the shift in the energy from being yeah. nervous or being uncomfortable or being uncertain about themselves to having this confidence and this certainty to knowing what they're going to be doing when they graduate to me has been one of the biggest things. And I think I've noticed it over the years, but this past year has been really impactful for me. I've developed really close relationships with a lot of our students and they share with me what they're doing and what they're working on. And I just like, it gives me chills all the time. So I think that's it. And then my secondary sort of piece to that is just, um, professionally is also I want to celebrate our having us find our coach that we are so aligned with our business coach and our new network of people that to me if you don't have a network for so long Laura and I resisted coaches networks all that kind of stuff and having this year found and being able to have the privilege to work with this woman um, Julie Stone who is like this woman that we have 
and be, been inspired by and learning from for years. But now to actually be able to work with her one-on-one -on -one as our business coach is one of the most exciting things I think that happened this year for me personally, because uh, professionally, because I see it as like, I can see where it's going to go and how it continues to help us grow and challenges us. For sure. My biggest celebration for this year, in addition to our students, was being named 2019 Top Fitness Professional of the Year. It yeah. was, yeah, so winning that award. So I've been in the top three or the top five <laughs> for the last, I think, five years. Mm -hmm. And to actually win it this year was such an honor in a way that I didn't know. I didn't, again, like I'm not someone who competition does not drive me and winning doesn't fuel me. It's again, like going back to, this is one thing that's been cool too about this year. I spent a lot of time trying to understand a lot more of my personality and what, you know, what motivates me and what triggers me and all of these things. And one thing that doesn't motivate me is winning. So like my husband, for example, he's super competitive and I'm so not that I'm like, like, I don't care if I win or lose. Like I just keep yeah. trying and I'll keep showing up. So like that for me, it was, it was winning things. It's not about having the trophy or, you know, getting the cover of the magazine or all of that. It's about sticking to it for the long run, like keep, you know, being nominated and always being like the bridesmaid and never the bride, <laughs> but finally at a place where and being recognized just for the stuff that we've given. And I also see this award as an award for you and me, because of course, FitChicks is not just mine and FitChicks Academy is not just mine, but just the recognition and the beautiful messages from our students and from other fitness professionals and from people I didn't know who were like, I've been following your career for the last 10 years and what you've created is so amazing. It's inspired me to do, to open my own thing in my community or, you know, I've been, so looking, cool. I've been looking at things that you've been doing and I've been incorporating it in my business plan. Like it's just the things that, and it reminded me that, you know, we, we tend to get so into our own lives and just focusing on all the things that we're not doing enough of. And I find mm -hmm. this a lot in business is that, you know, cause you see everyone doing so many cool things and you just see the, the highlight reel on the outside. Yeah. And you start to think, Oh my gosh, like, am I not doing well? Am I not doing enough? Am I not doing this? Is anyone even listening? Does anyone even care? <laughs> and then you get those messages from your students or you get recognized for an award or you get, and you're just like, okay, this is why I do what I do. It's not yeah. just to be able to run my business and have the freedom that is something that's really important to me, but also it's the fact that I'm doing something that makes impact and that I can actually really do this. So for anyone too who's going to the CanFit Pro Conference, I'll be speaking this year. So I hope you guys yeah. will come and check it out. But it's just also something that no matter where you are, like I started as you know, when I first started out, did I ever think that I would make it this far? No. And it's, it's just that reinforcement of putting in your work, showing up every day, and eventually it will pay off. So that was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. What was your biggest celebration personally? I think personally it was just finally feeling like I got settled back in like home. Like, even though I'm not in my like forever home right now, it was moving back to Toronto and, um, just getting reconnected with my friends, family, and all of that. And just, it was so important. And I didn't realize how important it was until I moved back because yeah. I felt so disconnected for so long that like moving back here was like one of the most exciting slash rewarding things because I actually have the ability now to like 
hang out with you and have dinner with you if I want to, not have to plan it six months in advance and have to take a train to do that. So it's just, it's been something that was really important to me. And I finally feel like settled again and like home for lack of a better word. And my biggest one personally this year was that I got married. Yeah. Which was a big kerfuffle because I had to change. I got married in Mexico. Well, I got married twice. And this was something actually recently I posted it on our Instagram stories and people were like, uh, did you get divorced and get married again already? And I was like, no. <laughs> what ended up happening? <laughs> I ended up getting married in Mexico in March. We had to, originally it was supposed to be in April. My husband got a job as a firefighter and in Toronto as a firefighter, you do not push back on a job. Like there are very few opportunities. It's a really hard, mm -hmm. amazing position to get into. So he got offered the job and it would have been during the time that we were supposed to be in Mexico. So we had to move our entire wedding back it ended up working out perfectly. The universe, everything aligned. It actually was way better than it would have been. Um, and that was amazing. And then I ended up actually, though, our legal ceremony was in Canada at City Hall. So that's why the, the symbolic, the celebration was in Mexico and the actual paperwork is in Canada. So that was the two of them. But for me, it was just, it wasn't about like, oh my gosh, getting married. Like it's such a big celebration achievement because I've never been someone who has been like, I plan my white dress and my wedding and being married was so important to me. It's not, it, mm -hmm. never, it never has been. So it was something that I just kind of felt at this time in my life was we were ready for it as a couple. I'm ready for it as me. And it's not something that I felt. I've never felt the pressure. And I know a lot of women feel that pressure to be married or to belong to someone or to have that, that union. Uh, for me, it never has been something that's important. So it was just, it was just really beautiful because it was at a time when it was like, I really want to do this and we want to do this as a couple, not like, I feel like we have to because we want to have kids or we have to because of this. It was just like, because we've been together for so long. We may as well. Like it's yeah. Yeah. It was like, this is our relationship is now ready to take that next step. And guys, I was in this relationship for like eight years or nine years before that happened. So if you're like sitting there right now and you're like, I've been with him for two years or her for two years and she hasn't proposed or he hasn't proposed. Don't please don't think, you know, that you have to get on a timeline by anyone else's timeline. You'd be on your timeline. So that for me was a huge personal, personal change, personal celebration. Okay, so what would be your biggest failure from this year, which turned into a lesson for the year? It was probably, I don't know if it's like necessarily a failure. I mean, I, I think it's a mindset thing for me. It was like this whole idea of feeling like I needed to, like, feeling like I wasn't good enough as a mom and that I was like failing as a mom. And I was failing as a business partner and I was failing in all these areas and just feeling like a total failure in every area of my life. And I think the lesson that came from that was this word. And it's funny, I was watching Christmas Abbott. She was talking about this thing that she likes to do every year, which is choose a word. It's a word of the year that she uses to kind of focus on. And I love that because I love the idea of it. Because she said, you know, when you choose a word, it comes up and the, the counter opposite will come up constantly to bring that word into your mind more and more and more. And so I thought about it a lot. And I was like, you know, I think the lesson with me being feeling like a failure in all areas is to just the word that came to me was the word grace. And I've been using that word a lot lately. And I really like that. And I don't mean it in like a religious way or anything. I just mean like grace to myself, like kindness to myself, but grace is the word that I'm going to use. And it's 
this idea that I have to start giving myself a bit of grace and being a little bit less hard on myself. I feel like I'm going to cry talking about this because it's just been, it's been really hard for a long time. And it's just, I know it's the thing that I need to do the most is the work on my mindset to get away from knowing, I mean, reminding myself that I'm not a failure and that I'm an amazing mom and that I can't, and that I can't put so much pressure on myself. Well, and it's so much too about, I think, creating the space to allow (laughs) for that to happen. And it's interesting because like my, mine is kind of similar is that mine is to doing with like facing a lot of my control issues within myself and also being honest with myself about what I really want because I think there's been times where I get so lost in what I think I should be doing or what I think my life should look like Um, especially as I just turned 40 and there was such a huge like like guys, we've been conditioned by society for so long to be a certain way. And it's so crazy to me how much we like don't trust our own intuition and we beat ourselves up over things that are, are out of our control or that we're trying to control and we shouldn't be controlling. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know you and I had a conversation the other day in, a car, in the car and I was like, yeah. you know, sometimes it's just not the right time for like sometimes the things that are not the right time or not on your time frame, like your time frame, you want it this time and it's not meant for you yet. You're not mm-hmm. ready for it yet. Your life is not conducive for it yet or whatever it is that's going on. And we can't just keep trying to control outcomes. Like, so for me, a lot of it is that like, it's just, I found my biggest lesson for the year is I have to be honest with myself about what I want out of this life and stop trying to people please because I feel like a lot of times I'm so worried about what everyone else is feeling or what everyone else is doing that I sacrifice what I want. Mm-hmm. And that was something that like working with our life coach, I had a huge breakthrough with was just yeah. like, and letting go of that feeling of not being enough. I think every, every single person struggles with that feeling of not being enough, but it is something that it's just, it like it, it anchors you down. It holds you back from doing other things. So I just feel like a lot of it has been trying to let go of that and to step into, it sounds so cheesy. I hate this statement, but like <laughs> my authentic self, because for so long, even like my identity is so wrapped up in Fitchix, right? Like Fitchix mm-hmm. Academy. It's so much of who I am. Like who am I as Laura without Fitchix Academy and who am I, who I want to be as a partner and what type of life do I want to live? And all of those things, because I can't be a great leader. And, and that was one more thing too, that I realized too, during this year is that like, I have been stepping away, like playing small. I've been not being who I should be being. And, and a lot of that has been unraveling a lot of my history of like my eating disorder and my battles with like substance abuse and like all different things that I use to numb as soon as I start feeling vulnerable or I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. And mine, guys, has shifted between, you know, bulimia, overeating, overexercising, limiting food, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes. Like I've done it all in my life. So it's like, it has, it manifests itself in a different way and it shows up in different ways all the time. So it's just been that kind of idea of like, okay, who am I? What do I want? What do I want to create for me? So I can be my own person without anything or anyone else, even though, so I can show up for the best person for them Mm -hmm. and for my business and for the chicks and for everybody. 
Uh, okay. Biggest fitness or nutrition change in the way you've worked out in 2019 or the way you're approaching your health? So for me, I would say that um, I finally feel like I have gotten rid of my all or nothing mentality. And that was a huge shift for me because that took a really long time. And that's not like anything. It takes practice. It takes effort and it takes mindfulness. And it was before I used to always have that all or nothing like, oh, I ate the snack today. So the rest of the day is ruined or I didn't work out today. So then I'm just going to eat junk food because it really doesn't matter because it's already written off or I don't have time to do my full workout. So I'm going to do nothing. And, you know, and I used to have that mentality for a long time. I think in this past year, I've really shifted it because I realized that, you know, and we talk about this a lot, but it's like, there are days that get hijacked for me. There are days that just like, I call it hijacked because it's like, I don't know what other word to describe, but it's like, I have the plan and then it just goes like completely sideways. Right. And when that happens before I would just be like, okay, so I guess I'm just not working out today on the set. And now I'm like, even if I do 10 minutes of yoga at home and I just move my body, I feel a million times better. And I know that. And so I fit it in because in my mind now, the way I think is 10 minutes is better than no minutes. Everything is a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And so getting rid of that all or nothing mentality was really, really key for me. And the second thing was um, getting back into my meditation practice. I kind of abandoned it for a while. And I think it was because I was getting too close to something that was making me uncomfortable. And that's just being really honest. And which is usually, right which is usually the case. Yeah. It just, I was, it was, it was creating this energy inside of me because I was like, it was like coming to an aha moment, coming soon, coming soon. And I was like, no, I'm not ready for it. And so I kind of just stopped being mindful of a lot of things and stopped my meditation practice. And I've really gotten back into it now. And I've been a lot more mindful about my body and having that awareness again. And I think that's been a really big shift and a really good shift for me. Yeah. And mine this year is not as deep as that. It's not really so much mine. (laughs) Mine has been, I actually, I started adding more group classes back into my workouts. So I'm Mm -hmm. from those of you who've listened for a while, like I'm a gym goer. So I like solo workouts. Like I don't like going to a group class and doing partner workouts and things like that. Like I want to be there. I want to be in my lane. I want to do my workout. You know what yeah. I mean? That's kind of the way. So that's why I'm, I'm like that too. Yeah. Like if I'm in a class and they're like partner time. I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I also, it's so weird. <laughs> and I also don't like, like for me too, I, I guess, cause I kind of got scarred. I had like, I got, I started going to class again and I'd gone to quite a few that were like, just not good. Like in the sense of like, yeah. the, the instructor was not, the instructors were great, but they weren't pacing the class effectively. So it was like, there was so much talking. And this is something that we teach in our, in our fitness and nutrition expert program is like the importance of explaining movement and explaining proper form. But then also at the well, movement time, is happening. <laughs> movement is happening because I'm paying to be there to work out. Right. Like, so by the time the end of the class came, I wasn't even in a sweat because there were so many long breaks of standing there oh, while she gosh. went through form. That makes so, me feel crazy. <laughs> yeah. And in Toronto, like it's expensive to go to a drop-in class. It's 25 to $30. So yeah depending on what type of class you're going to. So for me, I'm like, if I'm there, I want to like, I want to sweat. I want to work out. So I always go to the gym or I do running or I, I do um, like, sometimes I'll do different, like some random like rollerblading or cycling or whatever, snowshoeing in the wintertime. But like most of my cardio is either running or stair climber at the gym. And then I do weightlifting. So I've loved adding back in more classes. So my favorite one has been spin. 
Um, I've mm -hmm. been doing spin now. I try to do it once a week and I just love it because it's a different vibe. It's really challenging. I'm in my own lane. I don't have to worry about anyone. <laughs> I mean, do partner work. Um, so that has been something that for me is just really, it's made my fitness feel more like inclusive though. So I, you know, I go to a regular studio. People know me there now. Mm -hmm. And I always used to do that. Like I had like a yoga class I'd go to once a week. Um, or I would go to different, like it's, I need to do it outside of my gym though. It's weird. I don't need, I can't have everything at the gym. Like I need to go to a, another yoga studio oh, or another. I always find too, though, for me, I always go to specific studios for specific things too, because I find that I also find the quality because it's like, if it's a spin studio, that's, that's all they're focused on. So they've got to be experts at it, right? Just like if it's a yoga studio versus I know that sometimes gyms, not saying all, but I know that sometimes they'll hire, they'll have just like their personal trainers teach yoga, but they're not certified in yoga and things like that. So it's just, the flow is very different. So yeah. I agree. I do that too. I go very specific. Yeah. So I've been really loving that and I want to keep exploring different types of classes. I found that since we closed our Fitchex boot camps, I'm doing less research into exercises and like that type of, you know, exploring new movements. So there's like, we just did recently a podcast on the top 10 trends of 2020 and there's so many cool things with hybrid workouts and all these like cool stuff. So yeah. I'm just like buying class pass. Like I've got my spin studio. I also am doing a class pass where I could just go check things out and just, you know, open up my mind and my body to different things because I love new stuff. And then my mm -hmm. second thing for the way what's changed for me for my nutrition has been that I've added back in more of a conscious fasting. So I have always been someone who doesn't eat till later in the day. Um, but I, I'm now trying to be more conscious about, you know, what time frame I'm not eating in. So I'm doing more of like a kind of a 12 to 16 hour, um, and just trying to be more, more aware of that. Cause I find that for me, my body really reacts well to that and in both like managing weight, but also my level of, um, energy, my level of focus and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So that's been something else that I've added back in and some more intermittent fasting. Cool. Uh, okay. So last one, actually, sorry guys, I, I said five, we've got kind of four. So you guys can write this down too. If you want to write down your biggest celebration, professionally, personally, of the year, your biggest mm -hmm. failure that became a lesson for the year, your biggest fitness or nutrition change that of uh, the way that you're working at worked out in 2019, and then your biggest goal for the coming year, personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. So forward thinking. So my biggest goal professionally is going to be, and I know it's similar to yours, but it's to master my craft more, to feel like I, and to give myself more space throughout every single week to make it a very conscious decision and put it in my schedule to learn more. I just, I like learning. I'm a super nerd, as you know. I like to learn. I like to grow. And I just want to continue to learn and grow and master my craft more. So whether that be through online tutorials, watching webinars, taking classes, joining certifications, I want to do those things. I also really want to go and get a new certification this year in either yoga meditation or life coaching. I don't know which one. And it's not even, it's interesting guys, because I have yoga certifications um, and I don't even teach yoga classes, <laughs> but I just like to learn it for my own practice. And I also find that everything I learn can be applied in different areas of my life, personally totally. and professionally. And so even though, so if you're interested in something and you're just like, but I don't even like, I don't know how I'd use this. 
don't be, don't think of it as like, oh, I need to have like, it's like what we were talking about, I think in a podcast recently, it was like, what's my ROI on this? It's like, you don't have to have a return on your investment all the time. That is so like, like, um, you know, cut and dry kind of thing. It's not like, it doesn't have to just be like, I have spent this much on a certification. I have to use it in my classes now. It's like, no, like I'm going to spend this much money. I'm going to get this certification. I'm going to spend the time, the energy and everything. And if I never teach it ever in my whole life, that's cool because some of the other things I learn, I'm going to apply in different areas, whether it's, I teach it to my students or I use it in our business or I use it personally. So don't so feel I, like you have to have that. I always love, I'm, I'm updating right now is working on our uh, fitness nutrition expert, like sales page because yeah. we're relaunching like making things prettier new content stuff like that so and I was going through some of our testimonials and it was Cheryl she was talking about when she started taking the program and I loved it because Cheryl was she's older like not much older than us but she's now turning 50 or she's mm-hmm. turned 50 so she turned 50 yes yeah. taking the program and she was saying it she's like you know I was trying to figure out what to like who's going to hire a trainer who's older she's like it turns out a lot of people um, she's like but who like, I didn't know how this was all going to work out. Like, I didn't know taking the certification and what I was going to do with it and everything. And she's like, Laura and Amanda just kept saying to me, like, it will unfold to you as you move yeah. to certification. And that's one thing going back to my, and the reason why I'm talking to this right now, not to hijack you, but no, no, it's, good. it's just back to my failure lesson of the year of like control issues is like, you don't need to know the end yeah. when you start. The end will show itself to you when you get there. And a lot of times the direction you go in is not where you thought you were going to go in when you started. So it's like, that's where I think too, it's like, you know, if you have that passion, just do it and see what unfolds from there. And it could turn into something that you do as a professionally, or it just could turn into personal growth, but you will grow either way. Totally. Like, like I said to you, like I've taken yoga certifications and my teacher, David Robson, I still remember some of the lessons that he taught me were not even about the asana practice or anything. It was literally like when, you know, I tell this to our students in our fitness and nutrition program, I'm like, teach a class that you want to be taught. And it was like such a clear statement. I was like, Oh, it makes so much sense. Right. Try not to be that, be the voice that you are. And like, and all of these things that had nothing to do really with yoga, but just had to do with the mentality and a state and a, a practice and the way to show up. And so that's why I'm saying like you learn things and you take different things and it doesn't necessarily have to be specifically that. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's from a professional standpoint. Those are my biggest goals. And that, and that's very similar to mine. Like mine is yeah. to really, I find over the last year, I've spent so much time focusing on the business side of our business and growing in the business side, which, you know, as a business owner, no matter what you're, if you're in fitness, nutrition, if you're a dentist, if you are a massage therapist, <laughs> like you still have to learn how to run the business side. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge part of your growth. And I've spent, and I, I love it and I love learning about it, but I, yeah. feel, I feel like that has been a major focus. And also I've been focusing so much on personal development, on mindset, on that side of things, but I miss my, like what got me into this industry, which is my love of fitness and nutrition. And yeah. I did one, I did one nutrition course this past year. Um, that you didn't was, love. <laughs> I didn't love it at all. Um, <laughs> again, these are the things I take. Excuse me. I do as market research too. I take these things. So I'm like, Oh my gosh, like these are all the things that, and I, not just me, but other students were saying, I'm like, okay, thank God. A, we don't do this in our certifications, <laughs> but also like, you know, taking these lessons and then, okay, how can we change ours to make it better? But yeah. I just miss learning about that stuff. I love nutrition. I love nutrition more than fitness for me personally. Like I love holistic health. I love lifestyle coaching. I love health coaching. I love food. I love everything around it. And 
I just like, that's the thing that I want to dive more into that. So I want to attend more conferences. I want to do more courses. Um, I want to go as an attendee. I want to be a speaker at conferences. I've already got Mm -hmm. one listed. I want to speak at more. It's something that I just feel like in that area of my life, I want to blow out more this year. I want to start growing again in that area. Still, of course, focusing on the business and the personal development, but getting reconnected to that side of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I also professionally really, really, really want to create an event that brings all of our students together in person. Yeah, we've been talking about those. Yeah, because our certifications are all online and we have students from around the globe and we want to create an event where we can all get together for like three days or five days or whatever it is and just grow in the areas of fitness, nutrition, wellness, and business and meet each other and celebrate each other and work out together and learn and next level our our craft and next level our businesses as our Fit Chicks family. Because we've talked about in the past, it just has never worked out. And now we're like, okay, we're trying to figure out what it would 2020 is it. (laughs) But we want it. We want to have that as a, as a thing. So that's a huge goal for I've already been researching venues, guys. (laughs) So we're like, it's happening. So if you're listening and you're a part of our academy, just like be prepared for that notification. And if you're not a part of our academy and you want to join us, join us. Join our academy so you can join us. (laughs) And then my other one for me personally has been to simplify my life. I do not operate at all in chaos. I can't actually handle it. It, it's something through my personal development, I've been learning a lot about my triggers and a lot of the things that, so when things feel chaotic, I can't do it. And it's not yeah. about problem solving, it's chaos. It's when there's unnecessary chaos. It makes me extremely irritated and frenetic and I can't operate at that level. So, and every time I have, it's just like bad things. And it's funny, we were talking the other day to one of our, uh, one of the girls who's also part of our coaching group and she was saying to us, she, she was saying how, you know, when you're in certain pressure situations, and this is specific to business, but it can tie to anything, you don't make good decisions. You make, mm-hmm. you make decisions based purely on emotion, which yeah. you need to make decisions based on emotion, intuition, and logic. They have to be a balance, but it's like when you are in any pressure situation or chaotic situation or doing everything that's at the last minute, you're not making smart decisions. And all you're doing is creating more chaos and more chaos and more chaos. So for me, it might mean taking a step back from things that I'm doing or reducing the amount that I'm working or whatever it is, but I need to simplify because I cannot, I don't want to move through this, start this decade in a place of of chaoticness. So that's something for me. I just, and that's why so much personal development, getting clear on who I am, what I want, what I need in my life, and then mm-hmm. just focusing on those things. For me, my personal goal is really to just have more quality time with Maddie, like, and as a family, so with David and Maddie, and meaning, like, we, we spend a lot of time together. I try to like always be really attentive. I don't even have my phone with me nine times out of 10 when I'm with her. I leave it like on my desk or on my dresser or something like that. Cause I just, I really just want to be super like aware and like paying attention to her. And I don't like, you know, like if I'm working and she comes and shuts my computer and she's like, stop working, you know, like I don't like that. So I like to just be really attentive and aware. But one of the things that I've noticed is that, um, we haven't necessarily, she loves going on like what we call adventures. <laughs> and so she loves to go on adventures. I love going on adventures with her. I like her to experience new things. And I think it's a really important thing for me personally as a mom to be able to give that to her and give her different adventures. Because I know for me, one of the things I value in life 
more than stuff is experiences. I value experiences so highly. And so, and she seems to really value that too and loves going in like just being educated on different things. And so I want to make it a point personally to be able to spend more quality time doing more adventures with Mads. <laughs> that is my goal for 2020. And that's going to be a minimum and committing to it, but it's going to be a minimum of one a month that we're going to go somewhere that we have never been before and just have a brand new experience because she just gets so lit up by that. And I do too. Of course, my heart like explodes when I'm there, you know, cause I'm so happy to give that to her. So that is our, our year in review and our kind of goals for, well, some of our goals, but two major (laughs) personal and professional ones for each of us, uh, for 2020. So I hope guys that this has inspired you. I hope after this, just literally write down those four points. Like what is your biggest celebration personally, professionally, professionally from the last year? What has been your biggest failure that's turned into a lesson for the last year? And write down specific events. If you're like, I made a bad investment. I made, uh, you know, I didn't do my work. I didn't commit to my workout plan. Whatever it is, write it out because we can only learn from the things we recognize. So it's mm-hmm. not a failure. It's failure turned into a lesson. And then write down your biggest fitness nutrition change in the way that you approached your health in 2019. And think about mm-hmm. it, how that can change the way you move forward. And then lastly, what is your biggest goal for the coming year? So happy new year, everybody. Yes. Happy new year. Happy new decade. Have a, have a wonderful, (laughs) safe and amazing night. Also, please make sure that if this is the year two, that you are ready to step into the woman that you want to be in the fitness and nutrition industry and live out Mm -hmm. your passion. Remember we have our upcoming certifications. Um, holistic nutrition, weight loss experts starts on February 18th to become a holistic nutrition and health coach, um, as well as we have our fitness and nutrition expert program that starts on March 11th. So make sure that you check out our website for more information on how you can join us. And then lastly, as well, too, if you guys like this podcast, please make sure to leave us a review. We would super appreciate it because it helps us to keep on doing these amazing chats that we love doing with you guys each week. Okay, guys, happy new year. Happy new year, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, Join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert or our Holistic Nutrition Weight Loss Expert certification programs. Download the brochures at fitchicksacademy.com.